Welcome back to another episode of Dear Single Mom. I am your founder and host, Clarion Brown. Welcome back. And today, guys, I have a guest with me on today. You guys, her story is absolutely beyond amazing. The woman of God has so much wisdom. She's poured into other single mothers. And I am just super excited to have her on my show. After I heard her speak one or two times, I said I have to have her on my show (laughs) to pour into the mothers and to pour into my audience and shoot to even pour into me because uh I'm still a single mother temporarily too so as I always say on any of all my podcasts I have my notes ready I am ready to receive and I am open I am no better than you just because I have this platform but I too take in from my guests as well so today I have with me Audrey Renee she is a writer at heart and she is also an author a motivational speaker a entrepreneur and startup coach. After having her daughter, her world changed. She felt she had no clue on how to be a mother or how to raise her daughter. After a relationship turned into being cheated on and a failed engagement, I know about that, <laughs> she felt more empowered than ever to defeat the negative connotation of how people look at single moms yes i'm loving it already after embracing homelessness she ended up living in a transitional home with other single mothers who were like sisters she went to therapy did a whole lot of self-development and god turned her pain into purpose won't it do it yes he will that is so true so she created dear single mommy blog to help single mothers realize they are women first That is so powerful. That's so true. They have needs, wants, and desires. Mm -hmm. And to recognize God's best for them will take internal work starting with forgiveness, healing, and changing their mentality. Audrey finds that if you take care of the woman, it overflows into being an amazing mother. Wow. Wow, wow. Welcome, Audrey. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. No, thanks for um coming to be a part of the show. I'm super excited. Just that bio in itself just said I can pinpoint and bring out two or three points amazingly right there. Um, but so just take us a little bit deeper into your single mother journey. And, you know, unfortunately, you, well, not unfortunately, because children are a blessing from the Lord. But how did you become a single mother? Okay. Because I know for some women that it may have been brokenness that led them to sleep with that guy or, you know, yeah. you know. So what led you to, you know, become a temporary single mother? Yes, <laughs> temporary. Um, so, of course, like everybody else, I met a guy. Um, and I believe that me and this guy fulfilled each other's, um, we tried to heal each other's wounds and with our presence and, and with, um, intimacy and different things of that nature. And so, um, I was in a relationship, we got engaged and then, um, I moved all the way out to California, um, because he was Mm -hmm. in the military and we began to, Um, it was a shift that occurred that I definitely ignored. Um, um, Mm. you know, 
at their things that I saw that I knew would interrupt eventually in this relationship and my reasons, my motives, because I want to hold myself accountable for going out there with him were not motives Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. being an engaged woman ready to be married. (laughs) I'll say that. Um, And that didn't mean like cheating. I just, um, I think we we unsubconsciously use people to get us to where we want to go. And my dream place was to go to California. My dream um, was to go out there and, and pursue some things. And so when I saw that I had a ticket to do so, I think that I, I engaged even more in the relationship um, and, mm. and forced myself to love someone that I probably didn't truly love, you know? So I want to say Ooh. that because I think some women, we don't hold ourselves accountable for the fact that we we've played a little bit of a role in, in certain situations, yeah. you know? And so um, mm-hmm. I believe he saw that shift. I believe that, that, you know, I don't, I can't tell his side of the story. Um, and so what ended up happening yeah. was um, just lies begin to abrupt. Um, and there was no information given to me. Um, I ended up moving to San Antonio, Texas, because I was going to stay with a friend at the time because um, he had basically lied about needing to go on a, on a deployment. And, um, and I, wow. stayed, yeah, <laughs> I stayed out there with my friend in San Antonio, Texas. And I really, the, the thing that I wanted to do in California, I just started in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and I basically mm-hmm. started building life out there. Found out I was pregnant a month after I moved with my daughter, who is um, going on seven this year. And basically uh, what ended up happening was um, after I, I had a community out there. And it was it was crazy because even when you take a detour, God is already prepared for the detours. Um, the community yeah. that I had, they actually were based out in where I was lived at, which was in Virginia and the church that I went to prior to me leaving to go with him to California after our engagement. And, um, they were out there building the new campus. And so these people I knew, and I've just, God was connecting me to a community of people who would, who would basically be helping me through what I didn't, which would be a hurtful transition. Um, mm-hmm. after I had Amara, um, I found out that, you know, the person that I thought I was still with, um, he had moved on. He was found out he was with another woman and she was um, pregnant as well. And my, her and my daughter are oh, six wow. months apart. So I ended up um, finding that out right after I had Amara, literally right after I thank God that he showed me afterwards. Um, and I was very yeah. upset. Um, I think somewhere in my mind, um, you know, wrong is wrong, <laughs> period. So it wasn't no, you know, um, trying to, you know, censor my story about what occurred and what hurt, what hurt me. I didn't cheat. I was still faithful, even though I was in San Antonio, because I was still waiting for him to come back so that we could continue to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think I knew something was up and I've tried to block it out of my mind. Um, fast forwarding, mm. I had my daughter and everything kind of just came crashing down. And I believe that God wanted me to transition out of Texas to go back home because there were some giants that I still needed to to defeat here. But more importantly, there was ministry that needed to be birthed here in, in my hometown. And so wow. um, everything came crashing down. When I tell you I held on, <laughs> held on over there because I was like, I don't want to go back. There's nothing there for me. I held on right. um, and everything just, I lost two apartments. 
Um, I was, I, um, because I had a C-section, I was not, and I didn't stay, I wasn't at my job for more than six months or a year. Um, they couldn't pay mm. me my full check. So everything was falling down financially. I was asking him for help and he, he came through, but it was always last minute. And then, the, then it was more money that was needed to take care of the apartment. And, and so there were different things. There was inconsistency from him and just things I wanted to hold mm. on to him because even though I found out he cheated, I still wanted my family. And, I, and that was the picture that was in my mind. And I had to destroy right. an illusion to, to, to mm. come into my reality of what he had already chosen, that he did not choose me, that he chose something else. He, 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 had, he had another option and he just didn't let me in on the fact that he wanted mm. to move on. And so I ended up mm-hmm. going home, like literally a girl was from the military. She was from our church and she said she's going to Virginia. That's where she's going to be stationed and she could drop me off. I sold everything. I asked a friend to sell everything in my apartment. I left my apartment um, and then went back home to stay with my parents. Um, Stay with my parents for about a year. Um, You know, my parents were not in the best place as well. So when they weren't in the best place, what I when I was trying to get back on my feet, they were pulling from me and taking from me um, as I was trying to, you know, get back in my own space. So Mm -hmm. any money that I had or anything that I was collecting, I felt like I had to give it to them because I was living in their space and there was just no footing of getting back up. So after I... um, and then I got into it with my father, you know, because when you're trying to be a mother and you have a child, parents still see you as a child. And so that's what was occurring. And so my relationship with them began to get sour because they were still seeing me as this child when I was trying to be a woman and be a mother and take care of my responsibility with my daughter, Amara. So I transitioned out of there, went and stayed with another relative, slept on the couch, um, wanted to commit suicide because by then I didn't have anything. Um, when I left to go to California, he had all of my stuff because I, we were moving in together. I was engaged. Mm. So everything that I had in my household from my mom and dad's house, because I had never moved out of that household, I put I took with me. And I never got any of it back. He was supposed to be shipping it to me, never got it. And so I only had maternity clothes and a suitcase of clothes for my child um, so that when we went to Virginia. And so um, what ended up happening is um, I stayed with a relative, slept on the couch, wanted to commit suicide because I felt like I was in the worst place ever, the lowest place ever. Didn't have anything to my name. Mm -hmm. I had a part-time job and just trying to work and get myself together. Um, but then God, God spoke to me and I call it an encounter on the couch. (laughs) I have them often with him Mm. and he birthed me a book and, um, I was able to, um, produce a stream of income, which was my, which was a poetry book that was sitting, um, dormant for eight years. Um, it was already done. It was already, I already knew who I wanted to work with, with it. And and it was laying dormant for eight years and it finally produced when I was having that couch encounter wanting to commit suicide and God told me publish the book and I published a book and it was my other stream of income and then um, I had to leave out of that place by June 1st Um, and this is where you know I'm this is where I'm gonna go into um, I lived in a transitional home and um, I had Mm -hmm. until June 1st to get out of a relative's house and that day I was packing to go into my car God specifically told me, do not bring anything that you don't need because you're going to, you know, because in my mind, I was preparing to live in my car. But what God was, was really doing was he was telling me to, to, to only bring what you need to this next place you're going. 
And um, I called mm. the transitional home. I had an interview with them because they like to protect their mom. So you have to go through an interview process. And they said, well, we'll get back to you next week. So next week was past my time to stay at this place. So I was like, okay, well, me and my daughter would just have to sleep in the car. Like, you know, and most people would be like, well, wouldn't you go back to your mother and father's house? Or what? It was like, it, to me, it was like, um, I, I was really hoping for God to do something. And I, and it wasn't that mm. I couldn't go back to my mother and father's house, but I was going, I was going to go backwards and be in the same cycle of situation and got, get comfortable all mm. over again. So I was really praying that God would come through that night. We didn't sleep in my car. They called me that night and they said that my story was so impactful wow. and that one of the interview questions that I answered was, I need a second chance. I know I just need a second chance. I just need to crack on my feet. And they said wow. that statement for them was exactly what they needed to hear. And that night, me and my daughter stayed in a bed, slept in beds at a transitional home. And everything I had, God told me to pack into my car, I was able to unload that night because I was going somewhere, but I didn't know where I was going. I was, I, I thought the worst, I thought I was going to sleep in my car, but God had the best and that transitional home completely changed my life in a year and I was able to get back on my feet after that so that is the story <laughs> that is the story wow I mean just your story is just so amazing and I mean you just said so many nuggets just with within that yeah. you know wanting a family with the child of your father that's a real yeah. thing and I think that whether you know unfortunately whether you're treated badly mm -hmm. or or mm -hmm. not you still mm -hmm. want that that family because you want your yeah. child to be in that type of environment yeah. You know, that's that's a real yeah. feeling and I think that most of the time so many people kind of just they tell single mothers well well if he's doing that just leave him just mm -hmm. leave him alone just get, just do this yeah. just do that but it's not mm -hmm. that easy for a single mother because we want that family yes. connection and we want it to be with that yes. child you know that child's yes. father that's a real mm -hmm. feeling now of course now if it's toxic yeah. or whatever the case may be okay you know that's something completely Correct. different but deep down inside that's like a genuine mm -hmm. true feeling um and you said something about um you know the 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 mental health mm -hmm. aspect um of it you said that you were sitting on your couch when god gave you um when when you said you had that encounter mm -hmm. with god that it was then that you were dealing with suicidal yeah. thoughts and you know just not mothers in general but you know not discounting what other mothers go through but single mothers um are more prone uh, to to deal with mental health because we don't have that that yeah. support or you know our support as yeah. needed or and so many women deal with postpartum yeah. depression like that's like a yeah. real thing I mean just not even I mean if we take it and look at it from a black culture mm -hmm. period it's really become this yeah. big thing that we're seeing so I really appreciate you sharing that but the thing I really want to get to you said that you are you didn't go back mm -hmm. to your parents it was and you had a mm -hmm. week or the week past the deadline was before June was after June 1st and so I think that that's very key to kind of pinpoint that out because you say you were waiting on God yeah. to move and I think that often of times we want to do it ourselves and we want to work 
we just want to do it. Okay, God, well, if you ain't going to exactly. do it, I'm going to go ahead and take care of this. I'm going I'm to let yeah. this go. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I gave it to you, but exactly. you ain't do it in fast mm-hmm. enough for me. So I'm going to go ahead and take this. But I think that that's very powerful in trusting God and believing in him doing the most toughest and hardest yeah. parts of yeah. our lives. I mean, every time I go through a tough part of my life, like I think like, um, there's this picture of this guy that keeps hammering. It, it's a meme. He mm-hmm. keeps hammering and hammering and hammering. And it's a gold on the other side mm-hmm. of him hammering. And he mm-hmm. gives up. Yep. yep. And it, he was right yeah. there. So every time for me personally, or when I decide I want to give up, I'm like, man, no, nah, there has to be something. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. keep pushing because yeah. it's gold or it's something on tough. the other yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. and Amara, you guys have, have moved, you guys are mm-hmm. are settled. What happens next? How did you transition into, um, because just hearing mm-hmm. parts of your story, you used to work a right. nine to five and you quit your, your nine to five and started full-time entrepreneurship. Walk us through a little okay. bit of that journey. Um, so I worked at my job um, for three years. So at, at the time when I was living in a transitional home, that was the job that I got full-time that God blessed me with. And I was able to, to save money and I was able to have make enough money to move out into an apartment. Um, and at that time, again, financial things were still being squared away because that's the Natasha house, um, which is where I stayed at the transitional home. They prepare you, they help you out financially, you know, every, they really push you Mm. so that you can be able to survive back out there in the world again and make great decisions. So, um, I stayed at my job for um, three years and I called it, I called that my David experience, um, where David was tending to sheep. Because a lot of times um, mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. will have us in a place and he's asking us to tend to the people that you're around. And so I was in the front of the office and I was tending to these ladies who were there. And when I say tending, I was protecting them. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with customer service and I would always make sure that the ladies had what they need or make it convenient for them because I knew they were working hard back there. I was that frontline person that people saw first before they even went to the back. So I served them. I catered to them. I, I provided mm-hmm. what I could provide. and um, I felt myself getting weary because I knew that this wasn't it. I knew that I was supposed to minister to women, right? Right. (laughs) But I knew that this wasn't just it. And so um, what ended up happening was um, last, last, um, this time last year, around summertime, I got another position within the same office. They wanted me to work in the back to help them and they were going to pay me more. And around that time, a young, a girl um, ended up getting my position up front for the summertime. It was for temporary because I was working in the back. So what ended up happening was I was actually training that young lady to take my position. And let me fast forward and tell you how that worked. So I was telling her then last year, I was like, I know that I'm not going to be here long. Would you like this position? You know, if it ever came up and she said, yes, I will train you for it. I'll give you the foundational work for it. And um, it reminds me of David because before David was called to the kingdom, but he still went back to send his sheep. But when he did have to leave, he left his sheep with shepherd another shepherd. And so Mm, next, the following Mm -hmm. year, bringing up to last year, um, in June, um, no, February, before the pandemic hit, I was asking, I felt like God told me, you're about to shift and you're about to go into a full-time entrepreneurship. I said, okay, you know, well, God confirmed it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I've been, I've, you've been through, when I, you've been through a transitional home and you've been through losing money and you've been through the traumaticness of that, you just want to make sure that it's God's hand upon mm-hmm. it. Um, and so last year I said, okay, God, um, I was able to save $10,000 last year um money kept wow. coming from from out of nowhere and i didn't god told me don't touch it sit it in the savings account pay your tithes mm. but don't touch the money because i'm going to tell you what to do with it i didn't touch the money i lived off of the paycheck that was given to me then i then he confirmed again i asked i would say okay god well if i'm going to leave my job i see that you've given the finance finances but I need you to, where's Amara going to go? Your daughter. <laughs> I can saw him about his daughter. And yeah. um, I ended up looking up um, virtual schooling because um, I was like, well, either she's going to go to school or virtual. This is before the pandemic made a really hit. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to look it up. And then God, you tell me. Um, well, when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, I was like, I want my daughter to be on a routine because right now school, I worked for the school system and schools were up in the air about what they were going to do or how they were going to do it, which was going to leave me to staying at home with my daughter anyway. And although they let me work from home, I was eventually Mm going to have to go back to work, which would have led me to put my daughter in a daycare, which is an expense that I didn't have (laughs) because that's why she was in public school. So God literally made it so that the transition was going to be smooth. Um, May 5th, I called my job and I said, um, he confirmed, and that was the second confirmation schooling. And then, um, and then, oh, a third confirmation was I asked them for a raise. Okay. When I asked them for a raise, they denied Mm -hmm. it. They didn't give me the raise that I asked for. I was making under $30,000 and I just asked them, can I at least make 30,000? You know, wanted to ask more for that, but can we at least get the 30,000 at least? And they didn't give it to me. Um, They actually gave me a little bit underneath it. And, and so that was my third confirmation because God actually made me stay and still serve, even though they didn't give me the raise. And mm. what I believe God was doing was he was trying to say, let me see what you're going to do with the money I give you, because this is your confirmation that you asked for. But let me see if you're going to be a good steward. Let me see if you're still going to serve, even though they didn't give you the raise. And let me see if, you know, let me see if you're paying attention, right? Because this pandemic is about to hit and you're not going to be able to go back to your job because you have a daughter who needs you to help her with her schoolwork. So May 5th, I called them and said, this is my, June 1st will be my final day working. Um, and so I was able to leave my job. Now, here's another thing. This is about God and his care and how he tried to see us. When I was shown, when I let, when I showed up on my last day, which was June 1st to turn everything in, they were struggling with who was going to do the financial piece because I, again, was that, that front center person. And God told me, it was like another test was thrown at me. Are you going to help them, Audrey? <laughs> so I told them, I'll help, but <laughs> on my terms. So I will work from home only. Bills will have to be sent to me. You know, I would tell them. And God was showing me, he, he showed me the accounts. And in these accounts were millions of dollars. And that's what I was I was working with. And he said, this is how wow. you're going, your business is going to look. But you need to see this and how to maneuver it. And I was, and so everything that I was mm. doing at my job as a company, maneuvering that money and transitioning it and seeing how everything worked together and seeing how to pay people when they travel and different things of that nature, he was going to use it for my business because the knowledge that came from it now can mm. go into my business, right? So he said, my... My obedience yes, whole to saying, setup. I'll do it, even though I'm leaving, I'll do it. <laughs> and I helped the young lady. And the young lady who I talked to last year, she got the job. 
<laughs> she moved into the position. So that was another wow. confirmation. So God gave me confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. And he's still giving it to me to, to continue to let me know. So that's how that transition happened. And I've been full time um, since October because that's when I officially left the job because I was working part time for them to help with the finances. And then I, you know, went full time into business and God's been showing up in that as well. Like just showing up in ways that I can't even explain and I'm so thankful for it because I, I said yes and I was obedient. So that was that's the story behind how all of that went down. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. You know, when you said that you were growing weary, you know, the scripture that came mm-hmm. to mind was to not grow yep. weary in well-doing. Mm-hmm. And you got re- weary, but you stayed there. And I think that's that's amazing. Like, God is so, like, faithful that mm-hmm. he will show you a little bit of where you're going mm-hmm. before you actually get there so the fact that you were dealing with these accounts mm-hmm. with millions of dollars and i mean this is not the first story that i've heard of people or of god mm-hmm. showing people little by little mm-hmm. oh this is where you're going so exactly. let me go ahead and give you a little glimpse it's <laughs> exactly. kind of almost like yeah. a sneak peek yeah. like he's so cool for that like god is amazing for like being able to like show us that and the beautiful thing that you also said is that you know you said that you were raising somebody else to take your position so you were training her but i mean to me Mm -hmm. i think of it as as raising so you set the tone you set the the standard for that role but that's just not within the job that's like in life like you know like we're not called to go through this thing or to learn stuff like Mm -hmm. just for us and when I got that Mm -hmm. and I had that revelation I was like oh like I'm going through girl let let me say that let me say something on what you're about to say so Um, she got the raise and the position that I was fighting for and see this is what and this is this is the part where what? this is the part where you know God's in it, right? Because I wasn't fighting for myself because this because when God told me to back down after I asked, he was doing something wow. and the girl who stepped in that position, it was for her. for her. And that's the thing that we for we forget. When you choose to say wow. yes to God, everything you do is not a setup for just you. It's a setup for who's coming behind you. Because yes. it's a gift for me to be able to leave my job and be full time right. entrepreneur and be in my be with my child, right? That's there it more is. than the than the raise that they were gonna give me. Yeah. So I literally was fighting for a raise and for a different title because they weren't going to, they were going to eventually change the position. But when I was in it, they weren't going to change it. They weren't going to give me the raise. They were eventually going to do it, you know, because when they, when they don't, when they have the money and being a single mother, you, they feel like they know you need this position. There were things there that I know that was set up to, to try to, um, you know, stop me from getting what I knew was supposed to be mine. But when I told them I was leaving, and all the things that I was doing for them that they wanted her to do, they had to change the title and they had to give her the increase. And that's what we do. I literally was setting that position yeah. up for her. That's what it was for. Mm-hmm. And it was it was mind blowing. And mm-hmm. I could sit here and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm jealous that she got my position. But God was like, what I have for you is better than that. You that's better than that. What do you know? And so right. I, you know, as a believer, we I could have sat back and been like, dang, I could have yeah. kept my job, you know, all this. But they knew my value and my worth. And they knew it. 
And so they knew what I was, mm. they knew my value, my work, because they were willing to give me what I asked for, right? But they ended up actually giving her more because that that position that I had, I created that position. Wow. It wasn't just a secretarial position. That was an administrative position. Like it should have been paid. People were who were who people that were older were making more than me and they were not doing as much as I was doing. But when God is sending you in to do wow. something, right? I left my mark in there, right? They're going to always remember me mm-hmm. because I left something with them. And it wasn't just the experience of working with me, but it was God and how I could sit there yeah. after you told me no and still serve you. You know what I'm saying? And that's the God that we serve. And so so that position, yeah. that was for her. That position, that pay, that change in the title was for her. And And I'm... And that's how God works. Man, he chased wow. her down that because that's his daughter. And he said, and it's not for you, Audrey. What you're fighting for, that's not for you. I'm going to move you out the way. And she's going to get what you talked mm-hmm. about in rooms with them. She's going to get it. So you were speaking on behalf of the person that was going to be yeah. taking over that position. Yeah. 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 Whoop. You you said it. Mm-hmm. That's That's exactly what I was going to say. And it's so amazing. Like, I mean, like, once we really yeah. capture that revelation, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it, it'll be so much more gracious and so much more graceful to go through trials and tribulations for yeah. you once you have that real revelation. So in it, when you listen to this episode, ladies, I really want to encourage you to really capture that revelation because it's extremely powerful that, exactly. you know, you're just asking God, well, why me? Why me, God? This is just too hard. This is too-. Yeah. And not saying that yeah. you can't feel that way. I mean, because that's the real feeling, but it's just not for you. It's definitely for somebody else. Um, and so, man, wow, that's just a beautiful thing. I just absolutely love that. So can you talk to the people? So you told us a little bit about what you do. You're an author, you're an entrepreneur, you're a startup coach. Like, can you talk to us a little bit about your businesses yeah. and a little bit, I guess, more in depth of yeah, how so you cater and help that right single now. mothers? Confirmation from you. <laughs> I've been trying to push my business outside of the single mother thing but God told me this is I called you to single moms so I need you to push it to single moms <laughs> so um thank you for that confirmation but the things that I do so yeah. I have a clothing line it's called Curse is Broken and it's actually something that me and my daughter um are to a co we are co-partners in them and the reason why is because it's for families different dynamics of family so it might it might start with single moms mm. but the point of it is to go into every household and be a word that God already broke the curse. You're not breaking generational curse. You don't have the power to do that. God has to, God already did it on the cross. And so curse is broken is, is a word that is being seen and sent out to yeah. houses for those who will wear it and walk in it to be that reminder. So that's one business um, that God has given me. The other business that God has given me is um, the startup um, coach. Um, so what I do is the same way I told you I published a book. Well, that book was for that particular time because I needed that extra stream of Mm -hmm. income, right? And so what I like to do is um, everybody's not called to be an entrepreneur, but it doesn't mean you're not called to to have some streams of income with using your gifts. You know what I mean? Because some people like their corporate jobs and some people don't. So what I I help people do is I help people build the foundation. You know, as single moms, we're always trying to do what we can because we might not have the big money to invest into a marketing plan or or get a business coach. So what I do is I list I get you to start the foundation so you can start making money in your business. And and then 
And then when you start making money, you can then move up mm. and invest into something that's going to help your business grow because you have to invest in order for it to grow. But the first investment can be start with me and then, you know, right. you move forward to, to what you may need in the future. So I help people, I help single moms build that foundation. So if it's a book, if it's an ebook, if it's you starting your podcast, if it's you starting your YouTube channel, just putting the idea in your hand and allowing God to use your gift to bring in extra money so that you can do what you suppose, what's your purpose to do. Um, so that's yeah. the startup. This one um, that I do is speaking. <laughs> I share my story. I speak. I motivate. I use scriptures mm-hmm. to talk about how God is the same. The same thing he did in the word. You can live it out here. Just your name. The situation may look different, but he is the same. <laughs> and so I... Um, so I, I speak, I motivate right. single moms. I give them a word and I try to make sure that I'm speaking intentionally and strategically because I don't always want to speak just because I have the gift of speaking. Yes. So I'm very, I'm very, very, um, very, very, um, mm. I make sure I pay attention to that because I want God to use my voice. I don't just want it to be, you know, just me talking just cause I can. <laughs> so I'm very, I try to be very cautious of that so those are my three businesses that is how I help single mothers and just sharing my story continuously I'm sharing what I'm doing sharing what my daughter's doing Um, my daughter is a different breed she's about to be seven the mentality of this little girl and and who God has placed them in in, you know as a vessel in my life is absolutely phenomenal and amazing I'm just trying to keep up with her (laughs) so um so yeah, sharing my daughter, sharing the many right. things that I do with her. Um, I, we're gonna eventually. I will have a book out calling called "Conversations About an Absent Father," um, for my daughter because I feel like some moms are. It's very hard for them mm. to have a conversation, and I need to help mm-hmm. them detach from the man you once dated and knew, and and you know you you had intimacy with with the father that this child does not know, and so. Um, uh, God has given me that. And then I have some other things that he's given me as well mm. that we're going to continue on with. And I'm just trying to be obedient and prepare. I'm trying to prepare. So whenever the opportunity or the assignments come, that everything is already ready and set up. So that's the next thing that I'll be working on is conversations with the about the absent father um, for a mother who needs to have that with their child. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is amazing, such an amazing story. And I just absolutely just love your, your spirit. I love hearing your, your story, your testimony. It's just beautiful. And what God is doing <laughs> in you and Thank through you. Amara as well. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I'm just so honored to have had, had you on the podcast today. I really, truly believe that it's really going to bless um somebody you know when I started this podcast I said listen God now yeah if it only mm-hmm. bless that's it one person that's all you need just one if I can get one celebrates the one <laughs> that's all I need and mm-hmm. then he said oh no it's mm-hmm. going to be more than that yep yes they yep. do they really do and so I don't go into every episode I say okay Lord my prayer is yep. just one if you touch one with this episode, that's it. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on to the show mm-hmm. today. Definitely looking forward to doing more <laughs> work you with so you. Much. I'm going to go get me a t-shirt this week. So I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, how can the women yeah. 
um, that are listening? Yeah. How can they get in so, contact um, you with can you? Contact How can they buy me your on Instagram at Dear Single Mommy, Twitter at Dear Single Mommy. Everything is at Dear Single Mommy. Um, you can also um, get t-shirts. You can go to www.cursebrokencollection.com. It is also on my Instagram page, so you can click the link and ever, all of my links are there. Ebooks, t-shirts, all of it. Um, and, you know, just reach out to me. You can always DM me. Um, I'm very, you know, open when I, you know, to, to be able to, you know, speak life to people if they need it or if they have something that they want me to join forces with, I'm down for it. So, yeah, that's how you can reach me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And ladies, if you didn't get all of that, it would be in the description um, for the podcast. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google, and also um, Apple Podcasts. So if you missed what she said, I will make sure that it is in the description along with her bio. Listen, you guys, make sure you go follow her and support her. She's really a beautiful, spirited person. Um, Like I said, after the (laughs) first, second time I heard her speak, I said, I need her. I need to get her onto my show. And it's very rare that I do that. I will literally follow and watch people for months before I bring them onto my show. Um, period because I'm very intentional about who I bring onto my podcast because like you said I do mm-hmm. I don't bring just anybody no. up here just because you got yeah. expertise and that doesn't mean anything to me what is God saying um about you what is yeah. God saying about this person because this podcast is just not for you or about you this is for other single mothers to be encouraged and to be uplifted so I really thank God and appreciate um you for coming on on to the show (laughs) and we just absolutely I just absolutely love and adore you you. I just love your spirit it's just so genuine and sweet you know and so I thank you and I bless God for you definitely um, do you mind praying us out thank you for your daughter who you birthed this idea of allowing women to share their story, to encourage other women who are moms. God, I decree and declare that whatever you have for her in her life right now, that you will begin to birth it out of her womb. And so I ask that as she's poured out, that you just pour right back into her, Amen. God. That as she speaks, that you pour right back into her, God. Revive um, her, God. Amen. And we thank you for her obedience and her yes. To everyone listening right now, God, you have a plan yes, and a purpose God. for them. If they're dealing with something, depression, we ask that you allow them to know that they can get up, God. Even if they just put their feet on the floor, God. And as they get up, they release the heavy burden unto yes, you. God. We ask that every person who's listening right now will be encouraged to get started with the business plan get started with the idea to walk in obedience at their job to be patient not to move so quickly and hastily but to be patient on what God has for them we pray for the woman who is lonely who desires relationship God but but we ask that you give her a desire to want your best so that she won't just have a relationship but she will have a partner to her purpose and her destination in the kingdom God, we just thank you that you have used us as vessels to bring um, to bring women to a place where they know who they are and who you have created them to be. And we ask that we continue to say yes, that we be obedient to what you've done, to what you've given us, and that we continue to be a good steward over it. We thank you for the, um, not just the, we don't thank you for the opportunities. We thank you for the assignments, God. We thank you for the assignments that lead us to the right person. Even if this yes, one daughter Lord. that you're chasing down in a room, that we know that that one daughter, just like the woman at the well, can become so excited that that one daughter ends up telling everybody because of our obedience. 
is one person. That one person literally can tell about 10 or 15 people and, and that word has reached to 10 or 15 people. So we thank you for that, God. And we honor you today. And we I pray for um, the rest of the week to be amazing or wherever people are listening from. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yes, Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you would like to sow a seed onto this podcast, um, as it continues to grow, I'm definitely looking forward to bringing more mothers onto this um, platform, more entrepreneurs onto this platform. <laughs> and to be real, it costs. Um, point blank period. Um, I'm going to just be real. Um, you know, as I continue to grow, with this mm-hmm. um god is taking this podcast to a whole nother level <laughs> and it's is 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 it costs money i'm just gonna be honest it, i mean it does it is it, the it, it is what it is so if you want to sow a seed if god plays on your heart to sow a seed you can um dm me on instagram at dear single mama podcast on instagram as i'm also on facebook at dear single mama podcast on facebook and i am also on clubhouse as clearing yes, uh-huh. yep. clubhouse as well. <laughs> yep. is it dear single mommy as well on podcast uh, clubhouse mm-hmm. yeah so dear single mommy <laughs> mm-hmm. with the um y um i know some people spell it with the i sometimes but it's with a y on clubhouse as well so make sure you reach out and follow her go support her and also if you desire to be a guest on the show if you desire to be a guest on the show um or you just have a topic that you want to hear about that you don't hear other single mothers talking about you can reach out to me via um instagram again at dear single mama podcast and i also have um eyes the wife eyes the wife hoodies and t-shirts mm-hmm. um it's pretty much displaying that you're just not a single mother that you're called to be a wife. And so I have that available on my website at www.clarion, C-L-A-R-I-O-N-D-E-N-I-S-H-A.com, which will also be in the description box for you to purchase um, as well. And so I thank you all for listening. Thank you thank all for you. tuning in. Thank you again, Audrey. We really appreciate you. God bless you. And may God increase you. Um, only he can bless you. I can only, you know, so and seeds, but God is the ultimate rewarder of all things um and so i just plead the blood of jesus over you over your daughter and over your businesses and may you see increase in your business this year like never before um and so i thank you and god bless you guys and i love you guys from the bottom of my heart and so